Spoiler alert! The Silver Screen Redemption includes few to no spoilers. Due to Houston and Brian's lack of cinematic knowledge, most of their movie information is either false or imagined. However, if they still leave you feeling paranoid about potential spoilers, please check the episode description for details. Once again, in the heat of the summer box office movie season. And this is The Silver Screen Redemption, a comedy podcast where we take your favorite movie franchises and make subjectively necessary sequels. I'm Houston Bodley. I'm Brian Perry. Sorry you had to deal with that overly dramatic intro. It was very dramatic. I didn't know where I was going with it. Just wanted to spice things up a little Uh, bit. It was interesting thinking of this as box office season, big box office season, right? Because we got Star Wars season. We got Star Wars season now in summer and December. That's that's true. It's just going to take up all seasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, what are spring and fall? Uh, fall, the later it gets in the fall, the more Oscar season it turns into. Okay. Okay. Spring is just like, oh, movies that might be successful, but aren't going to be Grand Slam yeah. box office hits. So maybe we'll season them out sporadically just to get people excited for movies. Yeah. It's interesting how... Uh, how Star Wars season often, well, at least this time, overlapped with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's I think that's what Solo was. I, I don't think they were expecting very much and they dropped it in Memorial Day weekend. So. Yeah. It, it's weird how they've done all of them in December except for this one. And yeah. then episode nine is still going to be December. Yeah. But remember how we decided that Solo is going to be our ignored movie? Yes. We're not talking podcast? Solo. So we're, I'm going to edit all this out. <laughs> okay, good. Solo was never spoken of here. Um. Yeah, it's movie seasons. I hope you all are eating lots of popcorn, drinking lots of soda. And I think we need to celebrate, Brian. We need to make the new big summer box office hit. Okay. So I've been thinking about this. This is another one of those classic episodes where we're kind of prepared. Um, Uh, Let's clarify this. Yes. You had an idea. I had an idea. And I don't know what's going on. So I, uh, I would love a great big juicy blockbuster but for me it's about long term there should be a nice juicy medium rare burger called the blockbuster hashtag juicy burger yeah like full pound burger with onion strings and green peppers and five types of cheeses and bacon and more onion rings this is like a nice summer barbecue this is fun and the buns are toasted Okay. And you have potato wedges in the burger. No, I'm just saying what sounds good to me right now. Okay. Hashtag Blockbuster Burger. Someone make it. Guaranteed to bust your block. Yep. Or your belt. (laughs) This burger is going to bust you up. Okay. I do want this burger as like our product placement in this movie. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be a big thing. So as you know, I do do some, we're not just here to have fun, right? We got to make money. Yes. And I was thinking, how do we do that, right? Like, how I we... have given up all plans of a future career for this podcast. Yeah. So I do need some discretionary funds coming our way. We ride the Star Wars train occasionally, right? We uh, we sometimes- But not this time. We make a heist movie and then, you know, say, hey, it's like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. And so that's why we can't do Ocean's <laughs> Eight, because we just keep doing them. Yeah. Um, But we just need something of our own. I know- Originality is not really our thing. Our thing is sequels. Are we physically allowed to do that? 
I think as long as we are planning on making lots of sequels to it, then it's okay. So we do have to have the sequel to this movie if we make an original in this episode. Right. I will demand that because we'll, I don't think we can go too far without we'll make having at least, a sequel to it. I think we'll make the first two of this franchise, but know that we're going to make a hundred of them. Um, so as in my research, I had, I had a humbling moment. You know, okay. most of the time we're here to teach the studios how to do it. Yes. We do it better than them most of the time. But we, we're in new territory, and I thought maybe it's time to learn from the, st- the, the other studios. I almost said the real studios. We are a real studio. I, this doesn't compute to me. Uh, I just, I, I think it's about sharing in our industry. And so, you know, steal, steal from the best. Like they, some, it's, people are starting to steal from us, like Deadpool. But that would insinuate that we are stealing from ourselves. That's exactly so are we right. making an original based off of a spinoff that we have created that we, or a sequel that we've created? Um, maybe. But I think it's just that we're making a sequel to a movie we haven't made yet. I think we have to make the second one first. <laughs> or this is I'm, illegitimate. I'm down with that. This is illegitimate if we start with the first one because it's not, it's not the Jedi way. The, I, okay, now I'm on board. Okay. This does seem like a silver screen idea that we would work backwards <laughs> so in the film franchise. We're making a sequel to a movie that does not exist, and then we will make the original. It's not a prequel. It's you know the first what? one. Here's the thing. This is how Star Wars started. Oh, exactly. They started with episode four, and I know it was just called Star Wars back in the day, but uh, who actually was alive back then? I wasn't. No so, one was, yeah. So yeah, that's what they did with Star Wars, and look how successful that's been. So maybe we start with four. Nope, that's we're not we're not stealing from them. We're we're stealing from ourselves. We're stealing from ourselves because that's the idea. We process this. We made this brainchild of our own accord. Yes. And now hit me up with what your plan is. Okay, so here's the plan. I went on Wikipedia, the best source, of course. That rhymed. Um, and I looked at there is a (laughs) conveniently a Wikipedia page titled "List of Feature Film Series with More Than Twenty Entries." So and we definitely want to get to at least 20 at least, but for sure that showcases that there is a lot of potential. There like obviously potential. the fact that there's 20 movies, they've done something. right. Do you know how high this list goes? Uh, I'm going to guess the series that has the, the highest number of feature. These are feature films. These are not just only two of them were are pornography. The- were these theatrically released? I believe that's part of the definition of a feature film. Okay. What's your what's your guess? The highest number on this list? 50. Higher. 70. Higher. 103. Lower. 102. Lower. 91. Close, but lower. 89. Yes. There is a se- there is a series with 89 movies in it called Wong Fei Hung. It is a, it is a Chinese series of films about a man who is named Wong Hei Fung. Note Wong Fei Hung. I imagine as we explore this li- this list deeper, we're going to find a lot of diversity. Yes. So I think that is the That's... first the first uh, block of our foundation is that there is going to be a very diverse cast. We got to build these blocks so we can bust them. <laughs> you did it. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I think diversity is very key because most of these are Japanese. Not not most, but a lot of them are Japanese. This is the only Chinese one. I would say we need a lot of diversity. We need a lot of different languages being spoken in this okay. franchise. Yeah. International. Uh, yeah. And I don't think we necessarily need subtitles. I think people can just... I think it's expected that if you're coming to a movie, 
you can't just come to just turn your brain off. Who does that these days? Right. Uh, I, I think they need to be able to read people's body languages, just kind of read the context of the situation, try to right. figure out what they're insinuating based off of uh, the so, context of the situation. So you're not suggesting that people need to be multilingual to understand it, because that would be bad for the, the bottom line, right? We want- or maybe this is catered only to multilingual people. And we're going to make that's a, a pretty big demographic. We're going to make a hundred of them. Yes. Catering to that demographic. Uh, there's at least a hundred well, multilingual people. I mean, that's true. So as long as we can make a movie that I guess I personally caters that to at least one of those people. So we are multilingual. People. We are multilingual people. So 98 more. So let's find it. Yeah. So I think this list, let, let me, let me point out some trends that I found in my research. Yes. Lots of Westerns. Okay. Lots of Fair Asian enough. films. We said that one. Now, are these spaghetti westerns? So, like um, Sergio Leone. I don't believe so. I'm talking Hopalong Cassidy, the Durango Kid. I, I don't feel know. like these are just Australian. Maybe. Hopalong Kid, Durango Kid. Santo. Oh, that's another category. Uh, Mexican wrestler films. I kind of feel like you're starting to make these up. I am not making these up. There is a whole series about the Mexican wrestler, Santo. Is he Santa? He's not, He, but he is holy. The first Santo film is called Santo Contra el Cerebro del Mal. That is Santo versus the evil brain. They made that movie, and then they thought, let's make 51 more. <laughs> There's 52 Santo films. And does he fight different aspects of the human anatomy? Um, No, there's zombies in the third one. Uh, There's another brain, the diabolical brain. The Hotel of Death. Now, is he just... Is he stepping in and he's a luchador wrestler and he's getting ready to take on this mastermind evil genius? Or is it literally a giant floating brain? I don't know. I haven't seen the films. I personally think that's going to be a higher selling point if it is a giant floating brain. I think so, too. So there's our antagonist in this film. A giant floating brain is the antagonist. I think that's what we learned from Santo. Yes. Evil brains is always a bad, bad guy. Yes. A good, bad guy. As we all know, our brains are our worst enemies. Man, there is Mystery of the Black Pearl. That's another Santo. Or also known as the Caribbean Connection. Did Disney steal that? Did Disney? Santo? <laughs> is that where the next Pirates of the Caribbean is going to go? Is Jack Sparrow going to get into luchador wrestling? Absolutely. And he teams up with Dave Bautista. Oh, man. And they get into all their fancy, shiny Nacho Libre attire. I'm down with that. Can we make Pirate 7 now? That Not on this episode. It's not allowed. We have to make our original sequel. Fine. <laughs> but let, um, let's bookmark that for later. Let's book, this, that, this may fail seven. dramatically, and halfway through the episode, we'll just be like, all right, it's Pirate 7. He's a luchador. <laughs> Pirate luchadors. Yeah. The other biggest category that I think is very alluring is, I mean, James Bond. That's a huge is franchise. That, from the impression I get, that's the only American film series. <laughs> there, there are other ones. Um, Godzilla is mixed, right? Godzilla, yeah, some of them are American. That's fair. Um, Charlie Chan sounds Asian, but it's made in America. But he is a detective who is uh, based on there, a, a there, real Hawaiian man. There's got to be over 25 Sherlock Holmes movies. Um, I don't know if these, this considered them to be a series, though, because it's not on the list. Well... I think there should be a Sherlock Holmes character in this. And maybe it's not Sherlock Holmes exactly, but maybe it is Robert Downey Jr. or Benedict Cumberbatch. Starring as our original IP. Yes. 
that we can sequelize no, till no, the end of time. You no, know, that defeats the point. We're trying to go for diversity. I think they are just a cameo in this movie. That's yeah, that's better. What if? Hold on, hold on. What if we flip the whole script? Maybe the diabolical brain is the suave Devonair lead, and he's fighting detectives. So every movie is him fighting a different oh my detective. Goodness. What if he is the incarnation of every ride, every uh, ride at Disneyland? That's what I thought you were going to say when you started with the letter R. What if that's what is, my, that's where my autocorrect went? What if he is the literal <laughs> incarnation of it's a small world? Okay, and he brainwashes Wait. a bunch of animatronic robots that do his bidding. Hold on, and sets pl- up these. I mean, that sets us up for diversity as well. Oh, it's a small world. Okay, is it the it's the it's a small world franchise? It's the diabolical brain traveling around the world and fighting detectives or other debonair lead people. Well, I think whatever we've said, it's all good. We're going with it. I yes. think keeping it with the small world allows us to cross over into Luchador Pirate Slater Here's, because it's yes. only like 200 yards away in the park. Yes. So basically we can use any movie cliche we want as long as they're the antagonist. Yes. And the lead is the same diabolical brain throughout all of them. Yes. Do you know why else this is good? It's not a big deal if we change actors on the brain. That That's true. Right? Because if you're going to have a long series... It could series, be a hive mind sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Like, if, if you're... Like, like, James Bond, they've changed actors several times, but it's a big dramatic thing when they do it. Real quick, side tangent. Have you heard the theory about how all the James Bond movies are actually related to each other? Oh, interesting. And that James Bond is just a title... Of their lead secret agent. Makes sense. Um, and that's why he's so willy-nilly about giving his name away. Like, okay. it doesn't matter because it's not his real name. It's just, this is a symbol for the MI6. I am James Bond. I so. mean, that that does make you a good spy when you have two code names and no real name. Yeah. You're 007, James Bond, and you don't have a real name. And Daniel Craig is probably not his real name either. I mean, probably not. It's probably Jonathan Jacobson or something. Yeah, that's probably it. Three he looks like a Jonathan Jacobson. Anyways, I going back to our original IP story that is based off a of small world. Yes. Um, uh, loosely inspired by. Loosely inspired. That's fire. I like this idea that this diabolical brain, it wants to set up all these murder mysteries because it feeds off of brain wave. Oh, like whenever, yes, if yes. you have to exercise your brain and use strenuous amounts of it, yes. it somehow is able to take that energy and make it into something tangible that it feeds off of. Okay. And so I kind of feel like the moral of all these stories at the heart of it is all these detectives come in and think, oh, I was the Sherlock Holmes of my native country, right? which is England, so I was actually Sherlock Holmes. I am going to pinpoint every little detail of this, show exactly why I am the best, because nothing's going to slip past me. I'm going to find every little detail. When it comes down to it, ultimately, all that matters is the simple process of, oh, no, he just did this. This is his reason. We can figure out the details later, but let's not overcomplicate it because that's just going to give him more inspiration. He wants to be glorified as a great criminal mastermind. Right. It's not giving that satisfaction. Okay. I think you're veering away from the brain being the good guy, though. He's the good guy. I thought he was who we were following, but I thought he was still the antagonist. Could be. I guess you could do that. What's an example of that? A movie where like you follow the antagonist. 
Um, See from I the mean, point of view of an antagonist, that, that exists, I think. Th- yeah, there definitely is. Like American Psycho is one that comes to mind. Okay. You follow yeah, Christian yeah, yeah. Bale and he is he is the protagonist, but he is the yeah, yeah. moral enemy yeah. to everyone. Interesting. Is or it like, Christi- Is it Christian Bale as the voice of the brain? Oh, it definitely is. For the first few, right? For Until he few. dies. Yeah. Well, I think this is going to be like a Mission Impossible okay. sort of situation, not in the sense of Tom Cruise and then whoever he wants to bring on, but more of the aspect of they bring on the new up and coming director to film the next one. Oh, we think you're going to be big. Come do a Mission Impossible movie and then you can go about your ways. And who is that now? I don't remember who the next one is, but they've had J.J. Abrams, Brad right. Bird, um, at least the last few. That's the general impression Got they've it. been giving. I think we do that with the brain. We'll start with Christian Bale as our Brian De Palma from Mission Impossible 1. Okay. He's already proven himself. He's a great voice actor. Who's Brian De Palma? Director of the first Mission Impossible. Wait, wait. So we're bringing directors on to be the voice of the brain? I'm saying Christian Bell is going to be the equivalent of Brian De Palma. He's going to come on and be like, Get it oh, started. I've already proved myself. Yeah. Here's what it's going to look like. And then we bring the next up and coming star. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. To voice the brain. The nice thing about this, too, is it's not, uh, we can cast anyone as the voice of the brain. Yeah. Because it's a hive mind. Maybe we cast the voice of the brain from Arthur. Okay. Whoever that is. Whoever that is. It's probably a deeper voice there is now. A, there is a current series of Arthur. Is there? Yes. It's it's uh, like CGI instead of 2D animation. What if the first movie? Well, the second. And well, then we the can go second, back to the first. The second. And the first. But it, the second first. What if the second is an homage to Arthur? Like all the characters have Arthur, the aardvark name. So okay. The the main crime solver is Arthur. Yeah. And obviously they're not aardvarks anymore, whatever animals they are. Right. They are the human formation. Um, like when Matt Damon was on, on Arthur. Have you seen this? No. Matt Damon was a guest on Arthur <laughs> and uh, just looks like a normal Matt Damon head with little aardvark ears on top. <laughs> it's very strange. Uh, it's... <laughs> Uh, it's not a good look for him. It's very weird. No, he... I think we need Matt Damon to look like the real life personification of that. Okay, perfect. He's got weird ears and everything. I think everyone in the world does then. I think that's just the world we live in. It's not animated, but everyone has these little ears. World building. Why not? It's a small world. Why yeah. not? It is a small world. Okay, so our first one is Christian Bell. Sorry, our second one is Christian Bell v. Matt Damon. Playing Arthur. Okay. Let me see if there's any other series we need to tap into. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that was just really leaping out at me as I was reviewing these. Asa Nise is a weird one. It's like a Swedish movie. We don't need to touch that one. Pokemon is on the here. How many Pokemon movies do you think there are? 32. Ah, uh, down. It's 21. Oh. Only 21. But that's plus several more You know, TV shows and probably made for TV movies that are not on the list, this list. Well, here's one thing I want to include. Pokemon, I would imagine its biggest success comes from the fact that you have to go and cl- it's like an interactive movie. It shows you all these different species that you can then go and collect either through cards or your Game Boy game or Pokemon Go, however you want to go about that. Yeah. I think there needs to be some sort of Pokemon element. In a, co- this, a collectible where, like, monster type thing. A collectible monster. Okay. Or like if you ever saw Lilo and Stitch, the TV series. Oh, that was very good. Where they had to collect the- The experiments. The experiments. That's the kind of sustainability that I'm talking about. Yeah. 
There are a hundred diabolical brains. There's 626 experiments in Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. We know because Stitch is number 626. Yes. And there's one that just makes sandwiches. That's a good show. <laughs> that was a pretty good TV show. I'll say it. it I think good. it was probably better than the movie. If I mean, I'm being honest. I enjoyed the movie. TV show was better. Yeah. Um, which is rare for them. This is our endorsement. Go watch Lilo and Stitch Go the TV watch show. Lilo. Do not if you sleep can on find this. it. It's a good one. And no, there are not 625 episodes. No. They did cram like three or four into certain episodes. Yes. But it's still pretty good. I also don't think they did all of them. But they could have. They could That's have. That's what matters. If they had the funding. And I, think, I don't think we set a number. Unless it's 100. No, I think we set 100. So so maybe from the start, we are we are billing this as, this is going to be the first ever 100 movie franchise. Yes. Because then people don't make fun of it later when it's like, oh, what is this, 24? It's Rocky 26. <laughs> okay. For me, Rocky growing up was the movie that you made fun of to be like, oh, Rocky 8, are you serious? But like, it's not even that high compared to some of these. Brian, there's not a Rocky 8. There's no Rocky 8? There's no, no but that's what, that was the point. That's what I'm saying. Like, you'd be like, oh, what is this, 8 now? Right, that was the joke. There's six Rockies, Brian. I think it's because they were consistent with their Creed. numbering. I think it's, you know, I mean, they've done Creed and they've done... Uh, I know I started this as a one? joke, but now I'm very offended that we're making fun of Rocky. I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying... So we're going to stop this right now. All right, fine. Um, as far as I'm concerned, you made fun of it, and I'm going to punch you soon. There's Balboa. I think Sylvester Stallone is in this. I think he could be one of the brains, and I think he is the brain damage brain. Okay. Okay. That's a very good idea. I think he's also the detective. He's yes. the voice of the brain and the detective, and he doesn't realize it. I like that. It's so good. That... It'll be just like Spy Kids 3D. <laughs> when Sylvester Stallone plays several characters. Okay, so this <laughs> this is movie three. This is movie three, The yeah. Sylvester Stallone one. Um, so yeah, we've already got the setup perfect why we can do 100 of these. Got to collect all those brains. Yeah. I think they reflect different personalities, okay. but they are all the deviant versions of them very diabolical they're all trying to cause mischief and cause riddle riddles that uh make people think make people think and they what think if that. what if this because i want to make the brain a little bit sympathetic if we're going to be following this brain for 100 movies i don't want to just be evil what if it's like this when people don't think right because the, yeah. the modern day people don't use their brains they can google everything when they're not using their brain they're using the power from this brain they're not so this brain is not just trying to absorb power from them we are absorbing power from it by not thinking. So that's where the phrase use your brain comes from. Use your brain, not the hive brain. What if this is Google's what new creation? Google? What if Google sponsors us? <laughs> this is the Google movie. The Google franchise. Google's small world. Okay. Or big world. I, I think that's our running title for now because this does yeah. need to be an original property. It, yeah. But like behind the scenes, it's really Google's small world. Yeah. Um, Power, what if what if Beach has a subtitle powered by Google? Powered by Google. I think I just said Goodle. Maybe it is. Maybe it is Goodle. 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 I think Goodle is just the name of the brain. I powered by Google. We won't say that in the movie to avoid copyright right, right, issues. Right, right. But Goodle is the brain. Goodle. Goodle. Please. With an umlaut U. Yeah. Goodle. 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 G, can we just say Goodle the rest of the episode and that's it? Goodle. 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 Okay. That's the episode. <laughs> Goodle. Um, what is the, so the primary conflict is in every movie, maybe we'll mix it up later on, right? But essentially the core is the brain commits a crime or makes it look like a crime has been committed 
basically some kind of puzzle. Yeah. That that the the target would be motivated to solve. You know what I'm feeling for this? I just finished watching Black Mirror. Okay. And the whole premise of that show is that it's Twilight Zone for modern era, right. where it's basically they take these what if you could create this technology, but what if it went wrong and explored yeah. the dark aspects of the human mind? I think these brains are essentially just trying to help humanity realize their faults and help them learn f- through yeah. it. Use your brain. Use your Not brain. Not mine. Not mine, but use your own brain. Yeah. And so they create these crimes or these situations that show this is something that you could have caused had you continued this behavior. I am just giving you a small dosage of right. it as like a deterrent from going any further. But at the same time, humanity sees it still as a crime and they need to yeah. stop these brains. Does that make them uh, sort of a a lawful evil? I would say so. Kind of a lawful evil, kind of like a... I think these are straight up beholders yeah. from D&D. From the Dungeons and the Dragons, okay. And the Diabolical Brains. Yeah. Um, what if they... Uh, yeah, I mean, going along with that, it feels like, so what, I killed that busload of, of people, right? Yeah. It was for the greater good of protecting humanity. Kind of an Asimovian, yeah. you know, zeroth rule of brainotics. Um, I think the going into the third act, we'll have a certain formula. We kind of need a formula if we're going to do a hundred of these movies. Yeah, it's all about the um, sustainability. I think the end of the second act is the detective catches the brain because they've solved the crime and they stopped the brain. Right. And they pulled the mask off and it was, a, it was just old Mr. Jenkins the whole time. <laughs> and I they, think there's a Scooby-Doo one. Yeah. Because Scooby-Doo crosses over with anyone. There definitely is a Scooby-Doo Scooby-Doo one. was on, actually on this list. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, they, they figure out the brain. They stop them. Third act of the movie is the brain was right all along. And they have to l- take lessons that they inherently learned from the brain in trying to stop them and apply that to stopping the situation that the turmoil that is in the third act as a result of human okay. nature. And then they become absorbed by the brain because they realize it's doing the greater good. So the brain is getting more powerful every movie. And the protagonist or not the protagonist, because the brain's the protagonist. We follow the brain. Yeah. The detective in each movie becomes the new brain in oh, the next there movie. it is. Yep. I love that. So we, we need each actor for two movies. Yes. The one where they're the, the detective and the one where... Well, not necessarily just a detective. We could do other things, obviously. And I think we can get their contracts for cheap, because every actor wants to have a hero role and a villain role. And I think right. we promise them that with yeah. signing them on for two movies, where they literally play competitive parts, essentially. Yeah. And the thing is, we can cater it to them as well. What if they don't want a serious role? This one's a comedy. <laughs> this one is an artistic LSD hype. Step on down Carrot Top. You're playing the brain in this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I love it. Um, diversity. So our second one. I think Charlie Chan is one of them. Charlie we bring Chan. back Charlie. So the nice thing about this, this is our original series. This is our original franchise. But because it's so broad... It's just inevitable that it's going to include some other franchises. Yes. There's the Scooby-Doo one, right? The one where they the one where they get a goofy haircut and it's an it's the that's the well, friends one. It, there is the friends one. Right. The one where they are friends. Yeah. Who is the mastermind? Who's the uh the great detective in Friends? Um it's definitely Joey. All right. I think he's the... Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> Matt We're LeBlanc. coming for you. <laughs> um 
our first one, Christian Bell's the brain uh, versus who did we have as the detective? The second one was Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon was the, no, Matt Damon was the second detective. detective, so he's not the first brain. Yeah. So we need someone in between them. I don't think we decided who that was. If we're following the formula, Christian Bale is the detective of the first one. Yes. So the big reveal. So does he only get one one movie? Uh, Christian Bale? Oh, no. he's the, Who's the brain in the first one then? That's what we need to figure out. Oh, okay. But I think I want to, before we jump to that, I think we need to go to our studio executives. Okay. And I think one of the primary tropes that you find with these horror movies is that in later sequels, usually they give you a reason to sympathize with the killer. Yes. Uh, whether it's Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, they find something to delve Mike into. Mike Myers. The... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mike Myers or Michael Myers. Yeah. Maybe Mike Myers is the first brain. Maybe. Because we only want him for one. Yes. <laughs> um, they give you some sort of background story. And so I think the second movie does delve more into the creation of Google and why I think the first one Wait, is a, just a hold horror on. movie. Of Goodle? Goodle. Okay. I'm sorry. Of Goodle. First one is just a horror movie. Second one, it unravels more behind the mystery. Yeah. And this is where we really sympathize for Goodle, the brain. Yeah. Because we don't, in the first movie, they are not going to understand the whole cosmology of, you know, the purpose of the brain. Exactly. I don't think we even explain it at the end. Like, wait well, for the second one. Well, then we'll tell you. Well, in the fact that Christian Bale becomes the brain, he was already the good guy in the first one. So... We already have that sympathetic nature towards him anyways. Yeah. He's a tragic hero. Yeah. No, this is perfect. It's sustainable. Yes. It's built in. It's beautiful. It's art, really. Um, so I do think we should go to our studio executives. But before that, let's go to our ad break. Okay. Do we have a name for our ad break? No. Oh, it's product placement. Product placement. Let's go to our for product sure. placement. It's got to be product placement. Um, And guess who it is this is week? It? Can I take a guess? You can take I a guess. I have my hand raised. Okay, yes. Call on me, teacher. Yeah, yes, Edward. I mean, Houston. Is it Houston the app? No, it's Edward the app. Dang it. That's right. It's Edward the app. Write your first novel. Edward the app, as our listeners probably know by now uh, in our ongoing series of, of promoting them, it's a great app that lets you write your first novel for free. Uh, it helps you out with the hard parts, which are write, your natural writer's block. And the fact that you've never done this before and you can't get organized. So it helps with both of them. Uh, I have a question, Brian. Yeah. Is this kind of like Goodle? Because let's say I'm a writer. I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't take any writing classes. I just think it looks fun. I yeah. want to try it out. I'm relying on Edward the App's brain to do my writing for me. Yeah, I mean. Do you think this is a precursor to how Goodle was formed? Yeah, it's very likely. I think Edward the App is the next is the next Goodle. Is it Edward? Edward, probably. Um, are you saying this because you know their new feature? Uh, maybe. Maybe I use Edward the app to figure that out. Okay. So their new feature is very exciting. It will write the next sentence of your novel, right? I said it was going to help you get past your writer's block. Wait, this is their new thing. Is Edward the app the Harry Potter simulator book writer? Sure. It, you know, it, that's basically what it is. It, it is. it has an AI built into it. It takes your writing... And says, "Hey, let's follow. Let's see what uh, what you've done. How your what your writing style is. Your characters, and I'll give you your next sentence. Maybe you won't use it, right? But at least gets your brain juices going. Yeah. I think that's very cool. I want to write a book where I just I, I maybe type the first chapter, 
but then I just keep clicking on the suggested <laughs> yeah. next sentence and see where it takes me. I mean, and knowing Edward, it's probably going to be good. Oh, it's most definitely going to be good. Um, cause, cause Gudol is behind the scenes writing your novel for you as long as you write the first chapter. I don't think that's actually a claim that we can make, but it is going to help you write your novel because it's, it, it's got great features like writing prompts and, uh, organizational tools, maps, thesauri, dictionaries, all in one place, one web app. Uh, and the cool thing is it is completely free like to get started and get all the basics. And then there's a $3 a month premium and a $10 a month gold account, which gets you like tons of storage. It gets you all like the premium features, but with a ton of storage. So yeah, go get Edward the app, uh, edwardtheapp.com. Um, go sign up and uh, get started. The cool thing is that you can start with that free thing. So yeah. at least do that. Check out their two ninety nine a month, and then the ten dollar a month is like to get you uh two hundred. It's one hundred twenty five thousand pages worth of storage. I t- I say this every time. Just skip a Taco Bell meal. Yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. Do it. And that's saying a lot for me because I am obsessed. <laughs> you do I have, love. Taco I Bell. have a very unhealthy relationship with Taco Bell, <laughs> and I'm willing to cheat on it for a day. In order to use Edward the app for a month. Okay. With that being said, let's get to our studio demand then. Okay. Uh, let's thank the studio demand this time because this one works very well with our concept. Thank you. Um, Who am I thanking? You're thanking Connor Walters. Our, our studio executive, Connor Walters, says it needs an animal mascot. It absolutely needs an animal mascot, but it needs to be sort of an immortal, maybe non, non-typical non animal to survive through all of these. What I'm wondering, a floating brain's going to be a little suspicious. It can't hide very well. Yeah. Can it possess animals and okay. be like this little rodent that's watching the detectives everywhere they go? Okay. So, so, but like, maybe something a little cuter. Maybe we see it back at the lair in its its simple brain form. But whenever it's out, you know it's you know it's an animal. Is it the same animal every time? I think maybe for continuity, we do need this to be. Maybe it's. I mean, in the world, it is not the same animal, but it's always the same kind of animal. Yeah. So that we re- the audience recognizes it. like, oh yeah, that's the brain. That's Gudel. Well, I think it's definitely a mouse. And what that. If, what if it's a poodle though? Gudel the poodle. Gudel the poodle. The pewdle. What if it's Gudel the pewdle named Pluto? I thought his name. Oh, right. Because that's his code name. Because if this is a small world, and that's what we're gonna like secretly allude yeah, to, yeah. which we do need to go back to diversity. We have done absolutely have no diversity. We've none. only cast white people. Every time we've talked about it, we've oh dear, drifted. Um, we may need to reshape everything we're doing and get more diversity. You know, one um, thing. As I was reading the list, I think this is how they made tuxedo. Yeah. The movie, The Tuxedo. With Jack Chan. Yeah. It was like, what if we took, hey, they, they made a lot of Bond movies and they've made a lot of Asian movies. What if we had an Asian James Bond? But then what if there was also some kind of cool technology and they're like, what about, what about this? Yeah. What about this, Jackie? Could you do this for us? Anyway, that's just an I think Jackie Chan is our first brain because I don't think Tuxedo was a very good movie. And I does think. And for that, he gets to be the first brain. <gasps> okay. No. So you know how I said that we were we were going to make Mike Myers the first brain because we only wanted him for one movie? Yeah. That's not why we're doing Jackie Chan. Now that it's Jackie Chan, I want him to loop back to the 100th movie. And maybe that's a stretch because he's 
old. And this is all one big Christopher Nolan puzzle box. Yes. Because it's all in one infinite loop. And it's its own simulation of Jackie Chan, who is actually the programmer behind Goodle, who in the 100th movie, you find out this is actually just a series of simulations that he's running to see if this product, this Goodle, would actually work. Okay. And by the end of it, he decides, nope. This is going to destroy humanity. I've seen the good it does, but I'm going to pull the plug on this. Yeah. And we leave feeling hopeful. We're going to avoid destructive technology in the future. But cliffhanger, you do see this sneaky little poodle named Pluto. Oh, creeping in, creeping into the room where he's working on Gutel. And you see like his eyes shift to red okay. robotic eyes. So the poodle has always been That's part. Right. We're now finding out this is a simulation. The poodle is on the inside. Yes. But now we're seeing the poodle outside the simulation. That's yeah. what you're saying? Yes. Okay. I like that. It's layers on layers on layers. So then we're ready for the. So this this hundred movies is really just the first in a hundred franchise franchise. Yes. I don't know if we'll be alive for those, but that's our prosperity's yeah. task to figure that out. So you're making you're, you say that eventually there will be ten thousand films. In of this, course, in this series, everything's coming up Goodle okay. in this situation. That's a good tagline. Maybe that'll be the tagline. Everything's Goodle. Everything's Goodle. Um, the point I did want to make earlier is it is Pluto like Mickey's dog, right. and that is our reference to the fact that it's Small World from Disneyland. Okay, yeah, but we we incriminate ourselves no further than that. Yes, we never say it's a small world in the whole ten, never ten thousand. But movies. it is very diverse. We do have Jackie Chan, Christian Bill, and Matt Damon for the first three. But then I legitimately think that I think these movies should statistically, who we hire should be proportional to ethnicities yes. of the I world. I mean, that's why there's 100 movies. Yes. Because then we can go to a simple percentage. Exactly. Okay. Um, uh, one, one black actor that I have enjoyed is the kid in Cloak and Dagger. Which I've not seen. He's in. I have seen one episode of it. He's in. Because we want, you were saying, we want the up and coming. So I was yeah. thinking, what's, it was a young young guy that I've liked recently, and that's Aubrey Joseph. His name is Aubrey Joseph. Aubrey Joseph. He is definitely in the third one, fighting Matt Damon. Okay. Um, he becomes the next brain. Uh, after that, I do think it would be important to bring in, you know who we haven't seen for a little bit? Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. I like Lucy. Yeah, I mean, and she is already in uh, that one bad Sherlock Holmes TV series. Yeah, she needs redemption too. Yeah. And maybe that's who gets first priority is anyone who's been wronged in a Sherlock spinoff show. Because this is the Silver Screen Redemption franchise. We are redeeming these careers. Come to us. Yes. You huddled masses of people who have been in bad detective spinoff series and movies. This is a very redemptive movie franchise. We're giving them the chance to really prove what they're worth. We could play this game all day where we keep going through and naming more and more actors and actresses. Um, I do think we should go and finish up. We, We still need the transition of why is the brain back? So Christian Bell defeats Jackie Chan brain in the first one. Why is it that Jackie Chan then turns into the next, or Christian Bale then turns into the next brain? Uh, he he realizes that the brain was right all along. And so the brain says, okay, it is your turn to take on the mantle. You're the new James Bond. You're the new Gutel. Is there some sort of futuristic 3D printer that allows him to uh, transfer kind of his consciousness 
into the Goodle body. Well, that is how 3D printers work, so. Yeah. So, absolutely. I, I changed halfway through what I wanted it to do, so. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I think I think Goodle says, hey, I have this device. All you have to do is go flip that switch, and you're the new Goodle, and I will be set free. To finish up movie two, what is the crime against humanity that he's trying to solve? That that Matt Damon is trying to solve that Christian Bale has set up, right? Yeah. Um, what would Christian Bale do? Well, maybe he's taking on corporate America. This might be one of our few episodes where it is a white guy and a white guy. And unfortunately, it's the one episode that we focus on because apparently we are just very white minded yeah, being yeah. two white guys. Unfortunately. Um, so maybe it does need to hit hard the diversity of just like this idea that white people assume like, oh, we're just we're in America. It's like 60 percent white. It's not racist. That's a good point. Donald Glover should be in it. <laughs> you said this is America. <laughs> uh, Donald Glover is one of yeah. the brains at one point. Uh, it's fine to have like very, it's fine if we have a whole ton of white people because most of us are white in America and realizing that's so not it's, completely it's going to reflect the American demographic. Yeah. Overall, it's going to reflect the world demographic. I think in this one, it takes place in America and it okay. goes with that problem that we assume like, Oh, we're mostly white here, so it's fine if everything is mostly white. Yeah. And then uh, we see the brain. He's maybe killing off white people to get uh, more acting opportunities or more business career opportunities for black people. And Matt Damon finds that inappropriate. Yes. Because killing is very much inappropriate. I, I would agree with that. But I think by the end of the movie, he is so tormented by... Uh, the racist evil things that people are doing in this country that it drives him to the point where he thinks that is the only necessary conclusion. Yeah. And there is no true hero in this from either side. Yeah. So it teaches us as the audience, like, Hey, before we step to that point where either we think to solve it, we should ignore racism or to solve racism, we need to kill white people. What's the third option? What's the correct option? Right. Love. Love. So when they become the brain, they become a little bit evil. For sure. I don't think they would uh, right. commit crimes unless right. there so, was some. Okay. So it, it starts to become predictable, right? Like you're yeah. like, okay. So what happens is there's the evil brain and the good guy or girl. Um, and then they are, they solve the problem, but then are seduced and become evil, right? Yes. But then episode 100, movie 100. That's when, or maybe 99 and then 100 is all about the resolution of like, oh, it was Jackie Chan building a simulation. But in 99, someone finally gets it right and is like, wait, I can stop them without becoming evil and going crazy. And therefore, that's when Jackie Chan is like, okay, I'm done. We finished the simulation. You finally learned. That's it. That's it. That wraps up really nicely. And that, it leaves this very dark and tragic series on a happy note. Yeah. Forget it, the People are going to get, people are going to get exhausted. Right. Yeah. Of like, oh, my gosh, they they did it again. They like went bad. But there's that one percent of hope out yeah. there in the world. We need to find it. Yeah. What's the series called? Do we hint that there's going to be 100 movies? I, I said earlier on that we said outright there will be 100 movies. Yeah. But maybe we don't. Maybe we just hint at it. We call the movie like one <laughs> percent of hope. And then the second one's two percent of ninety nine percent invisible. The movie. Yeah. <laughs> About, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You let's do our our old uh, I say a word you say a word, so I'll say a brain word. Okay, and you say a 
destructive word. Uh, okay. Or a detective word. Or a. Let's see what happens. Okay, I'll just think of a word. You get you get a free word. Whatever <laughs> word you want. Okay, I got it. Okay. Three, two, one. Mysteries. Cerebellum. Cerebellum Mysteries. That's a good series. What like if a it's name. Amygdala Mysteries? Amygdala Mysteries is also very good. Doesn't bellum mean war, though? And I kind of like that. Cerebellum? Like antebellum yeah. is, is like the pre-war period. But uh, amygdala fits so well with what mysteries. What if it's cerebellum cereals? Cerebellum cereal. Like cereal mysteries. Yeah, okay. I like that a lot. And and I think that, of, that can be the franchise title is Cerebellum. Yeah. And one of them definitely is the Amygdala Mystery. Yeah. All of them are named after brain parts or mystery words. The uh, hypotenuse hypothesis. Okay. It's not <laughs> And it's about a triangle. <laughs> hypothalamus, maybe. The hypothalamus hypothesis. Okay. That's one of them. I think hypotenuse hypothesis is another one. Uh, it, and it's Pythagoras. With the, the geometry part of your brain. Maybe Pythagoras is in it. Pythagoras is a character, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Pythagoras puzzle. That's a great one. Well, it's. Um, I guess he gets two of them because one of them is also the hypotenuse hypothesis, which is why we <laughs> put Pythagoras in the first place. Um. Let's name the second one. The most the important one. Yeah. So it is going to be the, cerebell- the Cerebellum Serials. Cerebellum Serials. Colon. So, so it's kind of a masterpiece theater thing, right? Like yeah. That's like the catch-all name for all of these. It's like the Hunger Games colon the Mockingjay. Yeah, yeah. What's like, oh, and this could be fun because maybe the titles are named after... Uh, other works of some of our actors. Okay, okay. So, like, this one, we're introducing Matt Damon into the picture. So, it's a Matt Damon one. Uh, so, like... So, like, an identity. So, like, Goodwill Hunting. He's really smart in that one. Yeah. It could be homage to his Goodwill Hunting character, who he plays as the... Or what if it's called The Dual Identity? There you go. Because, like, the born identity, but, I, but it's a mental disorder. And the big mystery... Behind it, oh, I love this, the dual identity, because you take Christian Bell from the first movie, you see that he's doing something with Goodle, but it cuts to black before you see him actually transition his consciousness into the brain. His voice is distorted throughout the whole movie, so you never quite know it's Christian Bell until the big reveal at the end, and that's where the dual identity comes, because he was the first detective turned brain. Okay. So it is definitely... Cerebellum serials, colon, the dual identity. The dual identity. I like this. Yep. This is a good series. It's sustainable and it's wonderful. And we don't know who most of the actors are yet, but we'll, that's what our- It's going to be diverse. It's going to be diverse. We (laughs) promise. Good. And uh, should we wrap it up then? Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, You can find us on Facebook, The Silver Screen Redemption, uh, on Twitter, at Screen Redeem. Uh, or our website has all of that at silverscreenpod.com. Uh, so go check us out. And uh, I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston Bodily. Whether or not they need redemption, we'll be there. In this case, they very much need redemption because yes. we are saving true crime. <laughs> We're saving everyone. We're saving everyone in this one. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. similarities to actual persons living or dead is purely coincidental.